on this fine Thursday afternoon to our, our SACPA session. Uh, if we can just have everybody ensure that their phones are turned off or silent um, before we get started on the session today. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge that our events take place on the lands of the Blackfoot people and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3, and pay respects to their past, present and future cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship to the land. We commit to do our utmost to assist with efforts to mend and heal past and present injustices. Uh, my name's Melinda, or Mel. Um, I'll be the moderator today. Uh, and I just wanted to let you know that today's session and the question and answer um, following will be recorded and will be available for use on SACPA's website. Uh, sure Spotlight also records SACPA presentations and use excerpts from uh, PowerPoint for their daily podcasts, uh, broadcasts even. Uh, our menu today includes hamburgers, uh, that'll be for a charge of $14, um, students $5, and then if you're just going to have coffee, uh, that'll be $2 for coffee, and if you can ensure that's placed in the bowls in the middle of the table, that would be fantastic. Uh, that'll be collected around 12.30. Um, so we'll have approximately half an hour um, for the presentation first thing this afternoon and then we'll have lunch for half an hour before starting our question and answer session um, at 1 o'clock and concluding for 1.30. Uh, so today's session we have Bev Thornton. Uh, Bev is the Executive Director of Alberta Southwest Regional Alliance, a partnership of 16 rural municipalities. She has worked with this group since its inception in 2000 and is proud of the community commitment. The organization has received over 30 provincial, national and international awards for projects that work to advance economic development in key industry sectors in the Southwest region. These include agriculture, renewable energy, clean technology and tourism. Uh, the Alberta Southwest crown of the continent has been named as a top 100 global sustainable tourism destination for 2019. Bev is also the past president of the Economic Developers Alberta and uh, at the 2017 annual conference and awards banquet of the International Economic Development Council, she was awarded the prestigious Jeffrey A. Finkel Organizational Leadership Award. Bev is the first recipient of this award from outside of the United States. In 2017, Alberta Southwest became the first IEDC accredited economic development organization in Alberta and one of only four in Canada. I'd like to uh, welcome Bev to the stage, and if you could all give her a warm welcome, that'd be appreciated. Thank you. Okay, how's the sound on that? All right. And Mel, uh, just click the mouse pad to move the... Okay. Where are you at here? Oh, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Perfect. Everybody puts the buttons in a different place on these keyboards. Good afternoon, everyone. It's really my pleasure to have been invited here to talk to you about some of the work that we do in Alberta Southwest. We are. Um, a region of 16 communities, as Mel mentioned, that have been working together since the turn of the century to look at our opportunities and challenges that we have in rural Alberta. 
as with any kind of thing, economic development is a team sport, and we don't do anything without our partners. The map shows you that across Alberta, we have a, um, a network of regional economic development alliances. So if you look at us, we're the little brown spot down in the very southwest corner, and next to us is South Grow Regional Initiative, which some of you may be familiar with. Um, these two RIDAs, Regional Economic Development Alliances, do have worked together for many years, and I'll talk about some of our joint projects. We are aligned with the Department of Alberta Economic Development, Trade and Tourism. We also partner with our uh, professional organizations, Economic Developers Alberta, which is our provincial association, Economic Developers Association of Canada, which is our national organization, and then um, IEDC, the International Economic Development Council, which is international and, and is headquartered in Washington, D.C. We also belong to industry associations that relate to our, um, to our key industry sectors, the Plant Protein Alliance of Alberta, uh, CANWEA, which is Canadian Wind Energy Association, and CANSEA, the Canadian uh, um, Solar Industries Association. And by the way, just as a heads up, those two organizations are going to be merging into a new multi-tech organization as of July 1st, which just tells you that all our technologies are starting to blend together and um, become a bigger picture that we're um, involved with. So the sectors, as I mentioned, that we deal with in southwest Alberta are agriculture and value-added agriculture, energy and renewable energy, and tourism and geotourism. Um, the very first wind farm in Canada was built at Cowley Ridge, which is west of Pincher Creek, in 1993. So we are considered to be the birthplace of the wind industry in Canada, and we have watched um, that technology mature on our landscape. So I'll take you through just each of these sectors and give you just a highlight of some of the projects that, that we are doing. One thing we're working on right now, we've, um, we're in the middle of a project that we're calling Energizing Agricultural Transformation. Um, as things change on family farms, as markets change, as consumer demand changes, as technology and precision agriculture are opening up new opportunities, we are bringing our agricultural people together to talk about how they can help each other figure out what needs to be done to make sure that our region moves forward the way it should. We are also working on the aspect of what's generally called succession planning. How do we ensure ongoing businesses? We are thinking of it more as continuity planning because now businesses are changing and it's not always possible to just replace one with another. Sometimes uh, it takes two people to replace one, what one person used to do, and sometimes it works the reverse. You can have one person do what two people used to do. So we're helping businesses look at their needs and their opportunities and figuring out what they need to do to be going forward. 
In the alternative and renewable energy um, arena, this is where we are working with our partners, South Grow Regional Initiative and Economic Development Lethbridge. Back in 2007, we formed something called the Southern Alberta Alternative Energy Partnership. And we took a look at that saying, how can we understand what our community needs are, what our communities want, and how we can help them see the opportunities that we saw were coming in alternatives and renewables. So that has gone through some ups and downs. We were enthusiastically supported at first, and then when the climate change conversation took a kind of backseat to some other kinds of conversations. I think at that point we said, uh, well, the way we assessed it was that we ran out of energy and we ran out of alternatives. So we sat, just kept our website going for a little while and then um, we managed to then really re-energize in the last four years to, um, to really move forward with some initiatives in that, in that regard. You might want to just check out our website for this partnership at saaep.ca, and there's just a screenshot of the web page, and if you click on the About Us tab, then what will drop down is a regional economic impact report whereas our three economic development organizations, we tried to quantify what this industry is going to be worth. So it's, kind, it's a, not a long report, but it has some really good information in it. And we've looked at that over with the nine projects, wind and solar projects currently um, in process or soon to be launched, that represents about one point five, six billion dollars uh, worth of investment in the region, which then spins off to possibly over a quarter of a million um, dollars with, uh, with benefits to our municipalities. So, you know, green can be green, that's for sure. Another related project is um, our Peaks to Prairies electric vehicle charging station network. And this is one of those overnight successes that uh, took about five years to happen. We began the conversation back in 2014 with our partners in British Columbia who had deployed um, an, an electric vehicle charging station network in the, in the East Kootenays. So we talked to them and said, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful to bring this project down Highway 3 and into our region of Alberta? Well, pretty soon, of course, we then had our neighboring South Grow initiative involved, and we started having workshops and learning about the technology and thinking, you know, this could happen. Then the city of Calgary got interested, and that really, um, that really shot things along quickly because they were doing an electric vehicle strategy for the city and figured if people knew they could drive their cars out into the country, it would also strengthen their initiative. So we worked away at it, put money together, and actually ended up with money from the province and with FCM, and with the City of Calgary, City of Lethbridge, City of Medicine Hat, um, 
we were we managed to come up with a little over two million dollars to build a network of 20 charging stations that is just in the process of being completed so we should be up and running and promoting it um, this summer just a quick moment to do a 101 on electric vehicle charging just because it is a new technology and there may be some questions about it so there are generally four types of vehicles we of course we're familiar with our gas-powered vehicles which are our internal combustion engines which gives a nice little acronym ice you have a hybrid vehicle which um, starts which can use either. You have a plug-in hybrid, which actually uses electricity first and then uses gas as a backup. And then you have the battery electric vehicle, which is a BEV, and as my friends point out, it has no gas. <laughs> so, um, the options for charging, we talk about level one, level two, and level three. Level one is your kind of 110 volt, very slow charging, maybe nine kilometers an hour. That, I mean, that's long and plugged in and generally used at home. Also, some home installations are 220 volt and uh, they would also, could be used in your home, but are also uh, public stations. Level three is the direct current fast charging station. So all of the Peaks to Prairies installations will have a fast charger and a level two charger. And there's a map of, of where they are. There's the, there's the map as it is now. You can see it covers a lot of our small communities. Uh, Highway one actually connects Highway one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, 22, 23, 36. So you can see by the way we've strategically placed the stations, it, it's going to make traveling in southern Alberta with your electric vehicle a very comfortable experience. There's the launch that we did in Lethbridge. Uh, this is the station that's over near the health unit office. And you can also, uh, there, are, there is a website called plugshare.com. You can just flip on your phone, find out where the stations are, and um, it just, as you can see, there's getting to be more and more uh, traveler amenities. When we placed the stations, yes, we are going to have some greenhouse gas emission savings, and yes, we are going to be saving customers some money in, in their operations, but the other thing we did when we positioned our stations was to say what is there around there we don't have them in remote sites off the highway we have them in downtown locations or places where there are things to do while people spend half an hour charging their vehicle um, so it, we do look at it as a traveler amenity and we will be promoting it as for early adopters and people who have their electric vehicles to just come on down and drive around southern Alberta the interesting thing with any new technology or new happening, there are kind of unexpected little things that happen. 
like people parking in a place where an electric vehicle is supposed to be parking because he's waiting to get charged or whatever. And this is now called icing. So here's your etiquette uh, tip for the day. Do not park in a spot that is reserved for electric vehicles. It's called icing and it's very bad and you will be frowned upon. Uh, the other etiquette for using um, these charging stations, of course, all the things our mothers told us. Uh, be tidy, move along, don't take more time than you have, and, and be polite. Uh, electric vehicle um, drivers are told, if you do find an internal combustion engine car parked in your spot, Leave a note perhaps, but be polite because they just might not be aware. It may not be an, anything malicious. Okay, in the tourism area, this is where we have some really interesting long-term things. Uh, back in 2000 or six or seven or so, um, National Geographic noted that the crown of the continent was a significant geotourism area. National Geographic for decades has sent people to beautiful places and often as a result of that, there has been degradation of the landscape or of the, of the site. So they took on this idea of geotourism to help us understand that it's important to build our industry in harmony with the landscape and to respect the very things that are in fact the attraction of our area. So geotourism can be refi is defined as tourism that sustains, enhances, and celebrates the character of place, also in consideration of the landscape and the social well-being of the residents. So it's cultural, it's historical, it's environmental, it has all of those things tied together. So in 2006-07, we worked with our partners in British Columbia and Montana. The crown of the continent is generally considered to be Waterton Glacier International Peace Park and the surrounding areas in British Columbia, Montana, and Alberta. So we worked together to create the first version of the National Geographic Map Guide, and I've put a couple on each of the tables. And really, it's a book in a map. There's a lot of information there. Um, one side talks about the cultural and historic part. The other side has the map with, with current attractions and geotourism um, businesses and attractions that are, that are in the area. So as we have worked together, this partnership has really strengthened and we are, we remain one of 10 of National Geographic's uh, geotourism um, locations. So that, that's a pretty important brand to embrace and it, it also says a lot about the specialness of our region. Some of the things that we've done over the years is we've worked with, we've done workshops on sustainable business practices that we called Uncommon Sense, which we called a leadership training in sustainable business development. 
we have a website and it's, it's great to go and visit that. Um, if you go to, and this is a, just Google Crown of the Continent because the website is crownofthecontinentnatgeotourism.com and so it, it's practically a paragraph long. But if you Google around, you will find it. And also on the website is a mini documentary that we created with um, KSPS, Public Television, that aired on the 75th anniversary of the, of the Peace Park. And uh, yeah, it's just, we've done some really interesting kinds of things together. One of our most current things that we are quite proud of is that the United Nations has developed its sustainable development goals. And out of that come um, some, some specific development sustainable goals that relate specifically to tourism. So the Global Sustainable Tourism Council, GSTC, has pulled those out and identified sustainable goals for tourism development. As a, as a region, Alberta Southwest has always been pretty interested in, in how we operate and how effective we are and so on. So we, we do feel that we, when we sometimes look at these uh, criteria for things, we think, huh, wonder how we measure up to that. So we went to work and um, started researching in the region and looking at what we were doing and what we weren't doing and what was working and what was not working. And we began to put our information into this criteria. It ended up being a 178-page report that we then submitted, and we have been named to a top 100 sustainable global tourism destination now for the second year in a row. And um, we are allowed to say that we are also a top three finalist for the best of the Americas, and that will be revealed at a conference in Berlin in, on March the 4th. So stay tuned to see if we, if we measure up for that. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I, of course, am not gonna hop over and go to Berlin for lunch, but we do have people from Travel Alberta who will be there and, and able to represent us um, if they're able to. So where does that where does that leave us? Back to talking about where we started this conversation. Economic development and sustainability. What are the challenges? What are the opportunities? I really like the quotation from Peter Drucker that has said, what gets measured gets managed. And we do like measuring what it is that we're doing, evaluating how we're doing it. Um, the board of our Alberta Southwest Regional Economic Development Alliance 
is an elected official from each of our 16 communities. We meet monthly. Uh, the school board also attends. We have provincial government people who, uh, who meet. So these monthly meetings are really a way of sharing information. And we sometimes have 20 or 25 people at the meetings and people say to me, wow, how do you ever get anything done? Isn't that too many people? Well, economic development is a little bit different, I think, from some of the boards that, that all of us sit on in other capacities. And I recall your former mayor, Bob Tarlick, uh, who was very involved with our initiatives at the start, saying, you know, this economic development stuff, you get to play what if. And I, it's not like having to deal necessarily with making rules and legislation. A successful economic development organization looks at where the problems are, where the opportunities are, and where we can figure out a new way to do that. Can we invent a new product, a service, get some new information that's going to help move things along? And I think it's a case of, um, I've said here, perception and persistence. And I, I really like a quote from um, John Keynes, who was an economist who lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And when he was talking about trans transformation and innovation, his quote is, the difficulty lies not so much in developing new ideas as much as escaping from the old ones. Wow, you know, that really hit me. And I think we've all sat around in groups that go, oh yeah, we tried that, it didn't work. That one makes me a little bit crazy. Um, because we have found that sometimes technology is ahead of what people are thinking, and sometimes people are ahead of what the technology can do. So we always have to be aware that some ideas that we have are ahead of our time, and other times we need to do things to catch up. So we can't get too entrenched in what we think is the truth of how things are. I think we have to be open to being Question, questioning what we are thinking about things. And the other thing is persistence. It, if it doesn't work one way, try it a different way. As Thomas Edison said, he knows hundreds of ways that a light bulb will not work. And I think we can't get discouraged by our failures. In economic development particularly, success can take quite a long time. And it sometimes means going at a problem or an issue from, from some different angles. Some other things, I guess, on sustainability and economic development, possibilities and partners. Be willing to look at the future and, and what we might be missing, what problems need to be solved, and partners. It is absolutely a team sport. We cannot do this by ourselves. We do it all together. Purpose, planning, and priorities. Uh, this is the one of the things that when we became an international accredited organization, um, one of the things that the review team said about Alberta Southwest is they said, you have a remarkable ability to stay focused on your strategic projects. And I hadn't really thought about that, but we do 
have to, um, in economic development, it's really easy to chase every rabbit that runs along the, across the landscape. <gasps> there's a good idea, there's a good idea. And you have to just pull back and say, what do we have for resources? What are our priorities? And does it fit the plan? Or do we need to revise our plan? Um, problem solving and pioneering. We are, when we see things that aren't working, that's kind of exciting because we think, huh, is there some new process, product, service that we can be provided? And we always need to know that in many of our projects, especially in renewable energy and some of our new agriculture things, we are pioneering. We're figuring out how to do things for the first time, and there's not necessarily a model to follow. So we, uh, we just need to be kind to ourselves, be kind to each other, value each other's ideas, and move forward from there. And I think I might be done a minute or two early, but as our, I worked for government for quite a few years, and Clint Dunford was our minister. And I always enjoyed him saying, the shorter the speech, the more enthusiastic the applause. Thank <laughs> you.